Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Aria, you have a story about Americans. More than half are apparently living every day in fear of various different scary things. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because, you know, I read headlines like this, you know, no place to hide 52% in fear they're in danger every day, even at home. And I'm like, what are these people talking about? I don't know if it is weird. I, I think that this is what people are trained to do. They are trained to be fearful Little animals of who... what? Of, well, I'm sure you're going to go through a list. I have not uh, read the story. Yeah, I suppose so, uh, but I mean, like... I, I'm, I'm going to go off the top of my head here. Again, having not read the story at all, climate change. A lot of young people are afraid of climate change. There was a whole other story we never even we never even got to. It's just too, too lengthy. All about how Generation Z or whatever, and maybe the millennials as well, are stressed. They're anxious. And worried about what's going to happen with global climate change. And then, of course, there's terrorism. That's such terrorism. a silly thing to worry about, though. Like, I agree with you. It's ridiculous. You, you, even if it's real, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And, and you, deal little individual, right. cannot do anything about it. So just roll with it. That's all you can do. But that's not the view of a fearful person. You, you and I don't have <laughs> okay. that particular fear? view. Fair. Uh, so there's that. You know, if, Of course, the government's been ginning up fear about terrorism for 20 years. I don't know if that made it to the list. But, of course, for, for some time, that was one of the, uh, the fears. So half of millennials are too scared to get in an Uber or a taxi. How the hell are these people getting home from? Yeah, I can't either. Okay, so to answer your question of how they're getting home, they're talking probably to city people in this case, right? Like, I mean, we don't know. They did say Americans, so I'm sure there's some rural folks in there. That's probably the, the part that's not afraid, right? So presuming they're talking to some number of city people here, they're getting on the subway. They're doing public. Okay. They're doing public transportation because other people are around. They don't have to be in a car with another person where they might have to make conversation with somebody. Oh God, the horror! Or be you know molested or shot to death by them. Because there have been a few stories over the years about some murderer who becomes an Uber driver or whatever, and because they've never murdered anyone before or never been caught murdering people before, then when they kill their first person in the Uber, well, it's a surprise, and so therefore Uber's <laughs> Uber's uh, background check process which you do have to go through if you become a driver for uber or lyft they do put you through a background check uh and they won't even let you uh drive if you've got like a weed felony so it's not like they're letting violent uh felons or whatever drive these these ubers are these people really that crazy where they're like i don't want to get in my uber in case he turns out to be a serial killer what else could they be afraid of besides conversation I don't know. That's just—he's going to give you a bottle of water and let you plug your phone in. I mean, it's—that's an absurd fear. A, it's insane. I just have a pet peeve here of uh, news, quote unquote, news companies talking about polls and then not actually linking to the data. It is not available in any of the stories that I found. The one poll polling company that uh, that did this has not, at least from what I can see, linked to their own poll from their own website. No, the article that I have links to one poll, the company who did the poll, but yeah. it just goes to their homepage, yeah. which is completely useless. I looked around on there and I, you know, checked their blog, and it hasn't been updated since mid June. So there's uh, there's this one is not there. There's something they have some content there, but not this one. Arlo, which is the company that hired one poll to do the poll, I'd not heard of Arlo, so this other comp- or this other news article links to Arlo. It's a home security corporation, which makes them a little bit untrustworthy in regards to this poll. 
Well, I mean, one poll looks like a legitimate, you know, polling agency, and they did talk to 2,000 Americans. Sure, but are so, they asking sort of loaded questions, or are they well, asking good, fair and honest questions? That's a good question, and you don't really know exactly what they asked if you don't have the poll data in front of you. And otherwise, we just have to trust what MSN or uh, studyfinds.org is saying about the poll. It's like, well, if you guys saw the poll... Why don't you link us to it so we can see it too? I was raised more like Gen X, so I was being okay. left alone by myself. Like, hey, just don't open the door for strangers. You'll be fine. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but most millennials weren't raised like that. They were raised by helicopter parents who wouldn't let them out after sunset, who wouldn't let them walk to the park to play by themselves that's and things like that. That's where some of this comes from, for sure. I suspect that they have trauma that's deeply rooted in how mm-hmm. they were raised to just constantly be i was never told not to get into the car with strangers right because mm. that's that could be very bad advice for someone I, the subject just never came up i don't think i was never actually told you know don't get in the car with strangers because what what am i doing on a day-to-day basis that where that's even a possibility in the first place mm. but millennials on the other hand most millennials were told from the time they were born you know don't trust strangers. Don't don't talk to them. You're going to meet them on the internet. Don't trust them. Don't ever meet them in person. That was true when I was young as well. There was stranger danger, and you know you don't want to talk to strangers unless your parents are around, kind of thing. So that's been around for a while. But I think that it, it's gotten worse over time. And the whole idea of the helicopter parent, I didn't hear about that until the mid aughts when we were doing Free Talk Live. I think maybe as a local show in in Florida. And, I suspect those are the younger millennials, right? And those people, certainly, they must have existed in the past, but there's just been this trend in society towards that kind of parenting. I want to call out the Franklin County, Tennessee government. Um, okay. You were, you were being watched. You were being monitored. We know who you are. You're probably not listening to this, but I think <laughs> everybody should call there and just let them know that they are scum. What they do um, now? Five six days ago, um, a, my, one of my coworkers um, went there, went to the college there, went to a frat party, got drunk, got kicked out of somewhere. Cop shows up and he vomits on the cop. He's <laughs> drunk. Hold on. So was he um, being arrested at the time he vomited on the cop, or just happened to vomit on a cop when the cop just was around? So he was not in handcuffs, but when you when you listen to what was being said, they had pretty much made the decision they were about to put him in cuffs anyways. So are they now charging him with like biological attack oh or is some sort of nonsense like that? Yeah, some sort of involuntary or some sort of voluntary transfer of human bodily fluids. Good lord. Is there a lawful version of that? I guess so, like a I, blood transfusion or whatever. But here's where here's where it gets really upsetting. So in Tennessee, they have 24 hours to give you your first bond hearing. They denied it because he assaulted a police officer. It's good to carry things other than guns because if sure. a gun is all you have to defend yourself and you go to defend yourself, well, that's it. Yeah. Someone's getting shot at that point. Right. There, there's no there's no backing down from that. However, if you have pepper spray or something, it doesn't necessarily have to escalate straight to 11, such as, you know, carrying a gun does. Agreed. However, I mean, most of, I wish they had asked these people how afraid they are of their government, of the Mm. police, of the Mm -hmm. military industrial complex, because they're the ones who are the biggest threat to the average individual out there. The average individual is more likely to be killed 
I don't know the numbers, more likely to be killed by a police officer than they are, you know, a random hobo in the streets. It probably varies based on where you're at. Like if you live in Chicago <laughs> or did I say homo? I meant yeah. hobo. Well, it's that, that too, right? But I mean, if you live in Chicago, you probably have a higher chance of being, you know, a victim of, uh, you know, just random violence. But if you live sure. just about anywhere else that it's isn't one of these big cities, yeah. it's yeah. more likely going to be a government agent or that's, something like that. True. So they, they talk about more people who are afraid. Uh, one of the bizarre ones to me, they when they meet someone new while linking up, like through Tinder or I, I don't think anyone uses Facebook dating, but something along those lines. I've heard people do. Really? Yeah, I've heard about that. I know it exists. Somebody recently met somebody there. Wow. I forget who it was, but. Good, good for those geriatric people out there It was there the first I'd heard of it. I mean, 60% of those between 25 and 34, which I'm just, that is the fearful generation. People aged 25 to 34 have a home security system. And this made me curious looking at the cameras up there behind you Mm -hmm. and the cameras that I have at my house, you know, how, how common those are. It actually specifies that. Now, obviously those aren't home security systems. Nope. That's just video surveillance. But they, they do exist and I can't find it now because it's written so badly. But they did spe- they did break down you know people who have uh, uh, camera systems in their house, but it, it, it didn't even get the numbers. Never mind. So, I, I mean, see thirty seven percent, but this isn't for people twenty five to whatever. This is the whole range of respondents. Sixty three percent have home security systems. Uh, so that's again all the 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 range, not yeah. one demographic. And like three uh, of my cameras are pointed at the highway for my own amusement when when wrecks happen because they happen a lot there. They, yeah. And this way I get to see them and, you know, I can be helpful to people. Like, hey, yeah, that guy was following you too closely. Here's a copy of the video or whatever. You can put some online, get some viral video, too, if they're really crazy. It, the reason I got it was because people were stealing my signs two years right. ago when I ran for sheriff or whatever. So, I mean, I had a legitimate reason then and now it's right. just sort of carried over since. Yeah, we had the reason we did it here was because we were being targeted by haters in the area. You're living in psychosis. If you're scared of your Uber driver, you're insane. Uh, so that's ba- I think that's basically the poll here. I, I wish they would have gotten into more about you know what specifically people are afraid of, but it seems like it maybe was just focused on city oriented stuff. I don't think they asked about terrorism. I don't think they asked about you know bigger topics. I think they just simply looked at the the fear of traveling in a city and living in a city. Those sorts of fears. I suspect that if we focus. did include those sorts of questions, though, it would get so much worse, yeah. right? They're, they're in fear. They, they don't want to stay in their homes because they're scared they're going to get robbed with a home invasion or whatever, but they don't want to go outside because they might catch COVID out there. Yeah. Uh, somebody in our uh, YouTube chat called NH Guy, presumably he lives in New Hampshire as we do, he says, happened to me last year, talking about a home invasion. Wow. Uh, guy was wasted. And I says, well, was he trying to harm you or steal stuff or just too drunk to know which house he was in? That happened to you, didn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> it happened. That's why I said in the chat here. It said that, well, we had the latter happen once. A dude just let himself into the studio <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, the door was unlocked at the time. And, Clearly. And uh, he just waltzed in here, S-face drunk. At the time, I was a regular wine drinker, so I had a box of wine out in the uh, the kitchen. He... You know, was looking around, I guess, and found himself <laughs> some of the wine. 
Here's what the government gangs are doing, and this is a clip that I saw on Twitter. The Real Daily Wire posts this. At is Real this the Daily New Wire. Zealand, that, yep. that crazy lady? Yep, that's her. The prime minister. She's not just any old crazy lady. She's the top crazy lady. Yeah, she's the top <laughs> of the government food chain over there. And now they don't give us any... Like details, where is she? When was this? It but doesn't matter. The, no, it doesn't. There's no context to what she's about to say that could possibly justify it or or put it into a, a light where it doesn't sound that bad. It seems obvious that it was within the last two years, if not re- more recent than that, because I would think that if this happened in 2020 or 2021, we would have caught wind of it. And we would have we would have played this because we played other clips. From yeah, this but there one. was so much craziness out of true. New Zealand and That's Australia true. around that time that something like this just may have gotten lost in all of it's it. It's possible, but now we have it, and it's just over a minute in length. And this gives you sort of the other side of well, we know they're trying to make people fear, but they also want to present themselves as the solution. They want to present themselves the government gangs as the answer that which people can look to to feel safe. And look to for the truth. The most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. No. (laughs) No, you can't. This is the rest of what uh, Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, has to say. So I continue to share the message. New Zealanders must prepare. But do not panic. Prepare. And and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us... Um, it is not the truth, and I really ask people, just visit um, uh, covid19.govt.nz. It has all of the up-to-date information. Blah, blah, blah. Unless you hear it from us, it everyone, is not the truth. It's so bizarre to me to have a government employee standing there like, everyone else is lying to you, but yes. we're telling you the truth. I saw something today that, or within the past few days, it was really relevant, pertinent to this entire conversation. It was something, imagine... Being so crazy that you think the people telling you to go outside and exercise and to socialize with your friends and family and to eat healthy, eat organic and all these other things. Imagine being so crazy that you think they're the conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are lying to you and trying to get you to do unhealthy things by telling you to exercise and, you know, socialize with other human beings. Eat, eat well. Stop eating McDonald's. Stop eating this overly processed cat food or whatever. And and we're crazy because we're yeah. encouraging people to go outside and you know, maybe get some exercise, maybe yeah. go for a jog or something. See somebody smile for once, you know. It's absolutely insane. It's why yeah, I, aren't I smiles made... infectious or something like that? They should be. Something we really didn't get into in the last couple of weeks is the uh, the official numbers for inflation. I touched on it briefly earlier. Nine point one percent, by the way, was the number for June. And getting close to that ten percent mark. That's a and that's going to be a big. Uh, number to cross now i think that having looked at the the statistics from the past several decades 10 percent still isn't going to be a record high they have had higher inflation numbers in the past but they've also changed over time how they they've calculated these numbers and i believe one of those changes was made in the 1980s when they recalculated the cpi to be lower than it than you know it would have been previously and so there's some company or some website that has, I think they call it like a shadow inflation number or something. I'll have to look and see if Would I can. Would that be like the real inflation? Because I imagine yeah. that the actual increase in prices, and again, inflation isn't the increase in prices, but that's how they define it. So that's what they mean here, is considerably higher than 10% over last year. 
I yeah. imagine if you buy a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread or whatever today, you're paying more than 9.1%, the, which is the number they give in reality. Yeah, I think the company is called Shadow Stats. Uh, John Williams, Shadow Government Statistics. What happens in the mainstream uh, press reports, what they'll, what they'll say is inflation at a 42-year record high or 40-year record high. Because they go back to like 1980, 82 in that range. There was also some pretty serious inflation apparently going on uh, at that time. Um, and that's right around the time when they changed these numbers. They're in 1990, right? They, they changed between the 80s and the 90s how they did this. Right. And so the number that we have today is not equivalent to what they were, how they were calculating it in the 1980s. But yet still, the number that we have today is starting to, you know, the official number, the 9.1% now is still as high as it was in like 1982 when the reality is it may be even higher or... It it saddens me that people are following. This is fundamentally no different from Venezuela knocking off three zeros from their currency. It's It's not as desperate. It's it's not, but it's it's every bit as deceitful, and it's done for exactly the same reasons to hide how Mm -hmm. badly they screwed up the money supply. And just as in Venezuela, no one's questioning it. Everyone's just going with it, assuming everything is fine. The media is not questioning it. They're not doing their job. If you compare apples to apples, if you look at the current inflation under the, the old calculation numbers, according to shadowstats.com, it is currently over 15%. It is at around 17%, it looks like here on this chart. And so I did pull up the historic inflation rate. So looking at the government's own numbers, uh, according to tradingeconomics.com. So they go back all the way to like 1914 Wow, with these numbers. All the way back to the foundation of the Fed, essentially. Yes. And according to the government's own numbers, the peak in 1980. So remember, they're saying it's right now the the headlines are it's at a 40 year record high because it's higher now than the the official numbers were. Right. The higher it gets, the longer that time frame is going to get as well. Correct. And so what was the record high in the 1980s and when it was peaking there? It was apparently in 1980. And I'm only looking at a chart that shows all i don't know 80 years or whatever it's been or 100 sadly it, it also years. won't show the cause you know what happened in 1980 it's money printing in the what well, else yes could it be? okay fair but uh, i mean what cause what did the government use as the just, justification for that money printing good question if uh, i'm sure some of our listeners that are older than we are could give us that answer it was vietnam Duh. In 1980? No, that was over. That, that would have been... Uh, no, well, was it Vietnam in the 70s, though? Uh-huh, yeah. After you've slimmed down the Gatorade bottle so far that uh, people are starting to notice it, you're going to have to raise the price. Because government isn't going to keep... You know, like we said, they're not going to slow down the inflation. So at some point, you cannot slim it down any further, and you have to start raising prices. So what's happening? They're starting to raise prices. According to uh, DNYUZ, which is a website we learned actually copies stories, so apparently it was from originally in the New York Times. Yeah, but they don't monetize it in any sort of way. They don't have a social media no, page that they're trying to direct people to. It's, they, they just want the information out. Yeah, and that, good on them for that. Yep. So New 
New York Times. A day after Walmart warned investors that its profit would shrink as rising prices forced shoppers to make fewer purchases at its stores, Unilever, the consumer goods giant whose products line retailer shelves, reinforced that message. See, that's scary because I've never heard – I think I've heard of Unilever, but I can't think of any specific product that they make. There's a good chance it's uh, one of your shampoos. They right. do a lot of that kind of stuff, but they also do food products as well. They got a U logo, which looks like it's filled with germs. It's a really weird looking logo. I mean, I don't uh, doubt that at all. That that's sort of my point. How terrifying that is! This yeah, company that huge. you know I've never even heard of makes half of the stuff probably on Walmart store shelves. On Tuesday, the maker of Dove soap, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and Hellman's mayonnaise said it raised prices until they were eleven percent higher than in the same quarter last year. All prices were out of sight. Mm-hmm. There was also another side issue. There was a, a big uh, issue in Russia with the wheat. There wasn't much of a harvest. Or there's a big supply shortage there. The guys, the biggest thing that caused that Hopi Asco, I can sum it up in two words. His name was Jimmy Carter. He was not as bad as President Biden, but he was pretty damn close. He was one of the worst. He's the worst president in my lifetime until Joe Biden. Wow. Uh, he wanted he wanted to ration gas. They want to step in and do what what liberals always want to do. They want to throw money at the problem. Social spending, Jimmy Carter, that's exactly what caused it in the 1970s. And a lot of people just about lost everything they had. Well, if you I actually have it. money, throwing money at a problem is I mean, generally a good way of making those problems go away. It's at least a way of making problems go away. The issue with the government is that they don't have any money. They have to counterfeit the money that's out there in order to, you know, pay for these things, and that just makes everyone poorer. All the media talk about the Federal Reserve and changing these interest rates or raising these rates is, the Federal Reserve is ready to fight inflation by raising interest rates. And They're one like, of the primary causes of inflation. Yes, they are the primary cause. Oh, I don't know. With, with the reduction of the fractional reserve to 0%, I think a lot of the average bankers, banks out there are probably causing a, quite a bit of inflation themselves I these see what days. you mean when the banks are issuing loans, they're creating it out of thin air. Right, and now they no longer privilege. have to have any reserves. Okay, that is a factor. There's no doubt about that. Um, but anyway, so... But the government is still the U.S. government is still spending way more money than anyone else, and they are borrowing it, I think, from the Fed in return for Treasury notes. And it all gets very stupid and very confusing. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's where the uh, maybe that's where the point is coming from when they claim that they're going to fight inflation. Maybe because rates are going up, banks aren't going to be making as many loans, and so therefore there won't be as much bank-created inflation mm. happening. But of course, the government's still going full bore. I oh mean, yeah. They're still like, oh, we need another trillion dollars for uh, Ukraine. Right. So, I mean, there's always some new explanation, some new excuse for ongoing money printing way beyond whatever they have uh, budgeted for. So that's that is what is not going to slow down regardless, because those interest rates do not affect, you know, what the government does, as I understand it. Those are only for private right. loans. I remember back in uh, the 70s when gas was being rationed in Florida and it, you could only buy five gallons at a time. Otherwise, wow. you couldn't get gas. And if you had to go on a day that your tag didn't end on, then you had to stand in line with a five-gallon uh, can, and that's all the gas you could buy. Wow. Now, See, that's a bad later, idea. That that, short of, that sort of thing, it always causes a shortage. Always. You've got to let these gas station owners increase prices right. to lower people's right. demand. 
Because a lot of those people probably didn't really need five gallons. They just bought it because they could. could. And because, you know, if I don't get it now, but if it was $15 a gallon, that gas would have been there for someone to use to take their grandmother to the emergency room or whatever. Right. Well, the kind of the worst part about that Carter got, uh, he got the responsibility for was I was living in central Florida and uh, the house there that was a brand new house that was like, an octagon house on five acres of property was only 52000 at that time, but the interest rate was 18%. Nobody could buy the house. Yep. Yeah, and I think last I heard, rates were at like 6%, and if the Fed increases the interest rates this month, they're going to go up, and I don't know how much high. I don't know what you know a raise in the basis points equals to a raise in you know the end consumer rates. I don't know how all that all shakes out. The fuel crisis in the mid-'70s had had started, OPEC had formed, and uh, they clamped down, and uh, gas had hovered around anywhere from 15 cents to 25 cents for decades, I believe, before that, and uh, it had shot up, you know, to around 50, 60 cents, and uh, that was, you know, uh, unbearable at the time. And, yeah. And uh, then at the same time, Richard Nixon had put a price freeze on uh, fuel and some other items in that. Uh, so it really just led to a perfect disaster. Wow. Yeah, it took a lot of uh, years to get out of it. I'd seen fuel drop, raise and drop several times since then. I'd seen it as low as, as 60 cents a gallon as late as 1998. But uh, Well, again, a price ceiling is always going to be a bad idea. But what, what caused the need or the desire for Nixon to put in that price ceiling in the first place was the U.S. involvement or support for Israel in the mm-hmm. Yom Kippur War. That's what it says here. And, and of course, right. that, and that goes, sounds believable. Totally. And that's what uh, <laughs> that, w- that was what the founding fathers warned people against was getting involved in foreign entanglements. And yet ever since, you know, World War One, the U.S. has just been picking sides and taking sides. And, th- and th- that's there's a price to pay. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.